Listen, if you've been podcasting for over three months and your podcast has not helped to increase revenue for your business, then you need a strategy. The only way that your podcast is going to help you increase revenue is with a strategy. And that strategy should consist of elements that's going to allow for you to to attract qualified buyers. And there should be five main elements within that strategy. You're listening to the Buyer Attractor Podcast. I'm your host, Vernita Sherman, and on this show, I share tips on converting your podcast into a revenue-generating asset that attracts qualified buyers. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome back to BuyerAttractor.com. This is episode number six, and today I want to talk about the five elements that should be in a podcast strategy especially when you're podcasting for business and you want to increase revenue. And the way to increase that revenue is to attract qualified buyers with your podcast. And so there's five elements that most definitely need to be a part of the podcast strategy. And you absolutely should have a podcast strategy or you're simply just podcasting just to be podcasting, which I see a lot of of experts do. You see everyone else is out there podcasting and then you try to do the same thing and then you wind up just like them not making money from your podcast. And yeah, you're connecting with your audience. You sound good. Information is is flowing, but nothing's happening when it comes to your bank account. And nine times out of 10, it's because you don't have a strategy. So one of the elements that should be included in the strategy is research. Research, research, research before you do anything else. It is important that you know what your target audience is looking for when they go online and they look for something that's related to whatever it is that you talk about, whatever it is that you do, what you're an expert in your field, your niche, whatever that is. You need to know what people within your target audience want to know. Okay? so that you know what to have your episodes about. And so the only way that you're going to know is to do the research. It's so important that you just don't guess what people want to know or just talk about the things that you want to talk about. Because if you're not saying anything that they're interested in, then why in the world would they want to work with you? It doesn't matter how smart you are. It doesn't matter how good you are in your field. You have to meet them where they are as far as what do they want to know. What do they want to know? Now, you can mix in what you want to share with what they want to know. I do that all the time. People aren't going around looking for how they can have control over their podcast feed and, you know, why should I have my own podcast feed? That's something that I'm giving. I want them to know about that because it's so important. But I had to mix that in with what I know that they want to know and that and lead with that. You see what I'm saying? You lead with what they're searching for and then you add your stuff in there, but satisfy their appetite first with what they want to know. So when it comes to the research that you do, it is so important 
that you do more than just rely on bots and automated software to give you the answers. Okay. So very important. You need to talk to people. And then when you're not talking to people, there's other research that you can do online without having a conversation, but it has to go deeper than asking a bot a question and it's spitting out whatever it's spitting out or using these automated tools that's going to give you something. Because the problem with those things is that they may give you a nice general answer, but it's not going to be specific enough when it comes to the intent of what a person is looking for, why they're looking for that particular thing when they search that particular way online. You have to know their intent. And that's one of the problems with these bots. They're not focused on intent. Google does a pretty good job of giving you search results that's based off of intent. And that's a great place to do research. And you need to know how to do research on Google so that your, your research is actually accurate. But the thing about it is, this whole, let me talk about chat GPT just real quickly and those type of bots. I asked it, yeah, I've been playing around with it just like everyone else. And I asked it, how do you create a podcast? And then I said, how do you create a video podcast? I want to know what was going to give me back. And the answer that I received was like a C paper answer because it was very super superficial. It was very um, surface level, very general, but good. It was good, but very general. It was the type of answer that a human being who had no experience in doing that would give if they did research on their own and they wrote a paper. So, okay, cool. But when someone who actually has the experience of something writes something, they're going to write it in a way where they use certain language and certain details and little nuances that they include in that paper or that article that someone without the experience wouldn't know to even include. So with ChatGPT, when it was listing out uh, some steps, and one of the steps was you need to create a a feed, a podcast feed, or it may have said RSS feed, one or the other. And then I asked it, well, how do you create a podcast RSS feed? Then it gave me some technical stuff and some code and all that. And I was just like, oh my goodness. Like, That is not what your average person who wants to create a podcast, if they're asking a question about a feed, they are not programmers, they're not coders, they don't want that level of detail about an XML file. They don't even need to know what an XML file is in order to create a podcast feed because it's simply not necessary. There's tools and services out there that do it for you. But ChatGPT did not know my intent. So because it didn't know my intent, it's not giving me information related to my purpose. That's information related to some coder programmer type person, techie purpose, but not my purpose and not the purpose of the people who I talk to. And so because it's not giving me that, again, that's just one example of how a bot is not going to be as accurate When it comes to the research that you do, you have to have a human element in there, meaning you got to do some manual things like having a conversation with somebody. But it takes more than having a conversation, too. There's so many different ways in which you can do research when it comes to what are people looking for within your target audience that you can create episodes about. But the key is do research and make sure that your research consists of engaging people. And also consists of watching 
what people within your target audience do online, how they interact, what questions are they asking. And Google is your friend when it comes to this as well, because one thing that separates Google from a lot of these other bots is that Google has become very smart when it comes to intent. Very smart with intent compared to a lot of the others. So keep that in mind. So another element that should be included in your podcast strategy is core content development. What is the core content that you're going to share with people and also not just share with others, but that's going to be part of your whole makeup and messaging when it comes to what you're about, what you want to share, what you believe in, your values, and what you stand for. What is that core content? And what you did when it comes to your research is going to help you with that. So you already know what you stand for, right? But when it comes to your research and what people want to know, how do you tie that in with what people want to know? That is where your core content comes into play. And what's very, very important for you to know is that your first 12 episodes are the most important because that's the 12 weeks, that's the three months, that's the 90 days. That is the time when people are starting to, to see who you are. You start piquing their, their interest. And, and let's be honest, for the first few months, it's going to be like you're talking to no one. It's like crickets. It's going to be dead. But don't think because someone is not interacting with you or you're like, where are the people? I'm sitting here talking to myself and all that. Don't think that it's going to continue that way. And you probably noticed that if you've been podcasting for a while, you notice that over time, it starts to pick up. Engagement starts to pick up. But the thing is, your first 12 episodes are the episodes going to, that's going to solidify what you're about. And really people will have in their mind what they can learn from you and how you're going to be beneficial to their business. And that's the first 12 episodes are going to really get people to want to work with you. Okay. So within those first 12, you have the first four. The first four, which is like your premiere episodes, and those four are going to be the ones where you really have to focus on, okay, what do people really, really, really want to really want to know? What can I help them with? And what do I know that relates to that? And how can I mix that all in to make it a part of my first four episodes? Okay. And when I say first four, if you have been podcasting for a while and you haven't been getting results and you don't you don't have a strategy and your podcast has not been helping you produce revenue, then the thing about it is you start from where you are right now. We don't have to go back to a year ago or two years ago, whenever you first started your first episode. Start from where you are right now with a strategy that consists of these first four starting right now, the next ones you do, that has your core content the way that it needs to be based on the research that you've done. All right. And so beyond that first four, like I said, those first 12, those first 12 weeks of you consistently podcasting, those first 12 episodes are very important. And you may be wondering, well, Vernita, you're only on your sixth episode. What are you talking about? You know, but this is this is like my eighth podcast show. I've been podcasting since 2012 and I have a lot of experience with this whole game. You know what I mean? There's been podcasts that I start and stop. There's been podcasts that I've had with other people. There's been podcasts that I've put on hold. 
And there's been podcasts where it's someone else's brand, but I was the voice. Because I told my clients, I said, when I was just doing general marketing, online marketing for people, one of the things that I discovered in 2012 was the power of podcasting, especially when it comes to SEO and then repurposing and things of that nature. And I said, let's create a podcast for you. And they're looking at me like, you know, when it was closer to 2012, they were looking at me like, what in the hell is a podcast? Like, you know, what? Back then, even on my website, Instead of having the word podcast, I had to have audio show or audios because people didn't know what that word meant yet, Um, even though it had existed for several years before that. But the thing is, I have been podcasting for a long time and I have been helping people with podcasts for a while and I've been introducing them to the power of podcasting as a marketing tool. So this is not my first go around. The difference now compared to back then, is that I have learned so much since that time when it comes to how to use the podcast as a marketing tool instead of just using it one way in which I was doing. I'm using it in multiple ways. So I've mixed a ton of different marketing strategies into one method. And that is the method, the buyer attractor method that I teach people now. So if you want to know more about that, you can go to buyertractor.com if you're not already here and let's have a conversation. But I wanted to say that to let you know that, you know, yeah, this is my sixth episode, but it's like my eighth podcast. And so I know what I'm talking about when it comes to this. I know the pros and cons of podcasting because there are some cons, but the cons only exist if you don't want to make the commitment to wanting to do what needs to be done such as being consistent with pumping out episodes every week. And that's why it's important to to batch produce. But that's a whole other thing. I'll talk about that in another episode. But I just want to put that out there. Yeah, I've been doing this for a minute. So I've, um, I know how things work and I know how quiet it can be in the beginning. And a lot of people do not continue with podcasting. A lot of experts, and it may, you may be one of them, You may be on the fence of, should I continue my podcast? And that's if you've been doing it for a short period of time and you're like, no one is, who am I talking to? I'm telling you right now, people are watching you. And it may be a while before they even say anything, but they are watching you. Just keep going, but have a strategy. So let's talk about the third element that your podcast strategy should consist of. And that is the way in which you create your publishing platform. How do you go about doing that? Because the way in which you do that matters when it comes to how much power, control, and authority you have with bots. I talked about that in another episode when I talked about podcast feeds and having ownership and control of your feed and things of that nature. However, even if you don't have ownership and control over your feed, You still can have authority with the bots. It all depends on the way in which you set certain things up when it comes to your publishing platform. So you have to think about that. Are you going to use WordPress as your publishing platform and then have your feed there? Are you going to use a third-party service such as the service that's hosting your podcast episodes? They all, pretty much all of them that I know of, give you a free website to use, a free website to use as a publishing platform. Are you going to use that? And then if you do use that, how are you going to set that up? 
So I'm a big proponent for using WordPress. And I talked about why in other episodes. Uh, You can check out episodes four and five or just listen to all of them. I'm only on episode six. Listen to the rest of them so you can get caught up. But the thing is, I want you to understand that you can still have a very powerful strategy and be and be on a third party platform as well. When you have a powerful strategy, the platform you use is not as important as how you set it up. Because even people who are using like Lipson, for an example, or Buzzsprout, for an example, a lot of people, they just jump on those platforms and just whatever the default setting is, they just roll with that. Don't do that. Don't do that. There's certain things that need to be set up certain ways so that certain other things can happen that's beneficial to your business when it comes to attracting your ideal clients, attracting buyers, attracting people within your target audience. So you have to be very strategic on how you set certain things up on your publishing platform. So the strategy that you use should focus on that as well. All right, so let's move on to the fourth element that should be part of a podcast strategy, and that is syndicating and sharing. So where are you going to syndicate and share your content, your episodes? How do you do it? When do you do it? What way do you do it? And when it comes to syndication and sharing, yes, those are two different things. So as you know, you have a podcast feed. That podcast feed can be submitted to directories and other places that allow for you to submit an RSS feed. And the bots at those various different platforms will pull the information in your episodes automatically by fetching the episodes. That's what it's called. They fetch from that feed. And it's an automatic process after you've already submitted to them. That is what I mean by syndication. So you submit to them one time and then they're just pulling in the information as you publish on your publishing platform. And so who do you send, submit that to? You know, you know the big players. You know, it's Apple Podcasts. You know, Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher, and different ones. I suggest that you keep going with that. I see some people online, they, they offer services where they submit the podcast for you to different directories, but they only submit to certain ones. And usually that's like five or six. There's a lot more to submit to. Okay, so keep going with it. Keep going and keep submitting to as many as the popular ones that you should should be submitting to. And there's more than just Apple Podcasts and Spotify. All right, there's other ones to submit to too. And then there are the smaller ones that you also want to submit to. Now, some of the smaller ones will pull in your feed from Apple Podcasts, all right? Some of the smaller ones will do that. So you can wait over time. You'll find out that in the search engines, you're in some other one you never heard of before, and you can go claim that feed later. But there are a ton. I I would say, well, I shouldn't say a ton. That's an exaggeration. But there are at least a dozen that you can be in, okay? Um, Right off the top of my head, there's Deezer. Outside of Apple Podcasts, okay, so let's start from the beginning. There's Apple Podcasts. And you can submit both a video feed and an audio feed there. There's Spotify, there's iHeartRadio, there's Stitcher Radio, uh, there's Pandora, there's um, Amazon Music. And once you submit to Amazon Music, you also would be in Audible, 
and you'll be in regular Amazon. So that's eight places right there. And then there's Deezer, there is TuneIn. So I said eight, nine, 10, that's 10 places right there. Uh, there's a couple of them that I can't think of right now that are the smaller ones, even smaller than than Deezer and TuneIn. Um, so I'm trying to do this off the top of my head, but I just gave you 10. All right. And it's best for you to submit directly to them and create your own account as opposed to going through your podcast hosting service. And the reason why is in the future, if you ever decide that you want to leave that hosting service or whatever you want to do, you can easily notify the directories directly that your podcast feed has changed. All right. You never know what the future may hold. Right now, you'll probably be like, well, I ain't going nowhere. I'm fine with whoever. You don't know. Things may change in the future. You know, companies, they get bought out, they sell to this person or that individual or that other company that just comes and swallow up all the smaller companies. I mean, all kinds of stuff happens. So it's good if you create your own, um, your own account with these directories yourself and then submit the feed that way. And I do know that it is quicker to just press the button <laughs> with, with some of these hosting companies and they will just submit everything for you and all of that. But you definitely need to know the pros and cons of why you should do one thing versus the other. The easy way is not always the best way. And it's not always the most beneficial way when it comes to how you are seen with the bots as an authority and also how you can change things in the future if you need to. That's why it's always good to have your own accounts, okay? So just something to keep in mind. Now that's syndication. And by the way, then to give you a quick tip here, it's not just podcast directories where you can submit your feed. If you're an author on Amazon, you can submit your feed to Amazon. And it's not even a submission. It's like in your own author account, put your feed in there. So that Amazon in your your author area profile within Amazon can pull the information from your podcast feed. And now all of your new episodes will be a part of your author profile, which is boosting up your credibility and authority when it comes to the bots again with your Amazon profile. So that's that's just a quick tip right there. But I got to give props to the person who taught me that some years ago, and that's Pam Perry. I can't take credit for that. I can't take credit for it. So I'm just going to say she's the one who told me about that. But in general, know that wherever you can submit an RSS feed, that's where you can actually, you know, submit your podcast feed. So don't think like you're, you're just limited to directories because you're not. You're not. There's other places out there. So you just got to find those other places that is beneficial to you and your business and what you want to accomplish and submit your feed there because many places allow for you to submit or to add an RSS feed. Like if you have um, another platform that you publish content on, I'm quite sure they will allow for you to submit an RSS feed. Wherever you can submit an RSS feed, that means you can submit your podcast feed. So let that place pull in your episodes automatically. All right. To give you some Google juice, some SEO power, because it helps with SEO when you do that. So sharing, what is sharing? So syndication is when a place can automatically pull from your feed. Sharing is when you have to manually share it somewhere. 
And so that's simple. That's social media. All right. So make sure that every single time that you have an episode, that you publish an episode, that you share it out on social. Don't wait for other people to share it. You share it too. And that's about all I have to say on that. All right. So last but not least, number five, the fifth element that should be in a podcast strategy is repurposing. Repurposing is so, so important because this is how you really turn your podcast in a powerhouse marketing tool. Repurposing your content makes it so much easier for you to do all the various forms of marketing out there when it comes to content marketing. Your podcast is like the gold mine that the house of content marketing. You can just take pieces of your stuff and put it out there and it's going to give you such wonderful, wonderful results. But you have to have a strategy around the overall strategy. So repurposing is not as simple as, oh, well, let me just go get the transcript and I'm going to put the transcript on my site. Or let me just go take a little piece of this here and there and just stick that over there and stick that over. No, it's not as simple as that. And so what a lot of people do is they see what other people are doing. So a lot of podcasters, they're looking at what other people are doing and they try to emulate that, but don't know the strategy behind it. If you don't know the strategy behind what someone else is doing, then stop. Go hire a coach or consultant who knows about this stuff, such as yours truly, but it's up to you. Go to whoever you want to go to. I'm just saying that you need to know the underlining thing that the person is doing. It's not what you see is not all that's there. You're seeing the surface level things. There's a lot of moving parts in the background to produce what you what you visually see. And so you've got to know how to put these pieces together. And that's what the strategy is going to do for you. But it's not as simple as you think when it comes to, oh, I'm just going to do what that person is doing because I guarantee you they're doing more than you think that they're doing or what their team is doing for them when it comes to repurposing or when it comes to anything online, pretty much. But when it comes to repurposing your content, your podcast content, oh man, it's just so important that you know how to do it in a way that's really going to be beneficial to you, not just from your target audience, people within your target audience seeing you a certain way. But again, I go back to those bots because the bots, AI, search engine bots, algorithms, whatever you want to call them, they are the ones that decide whether you are worthy enough, your content is worthy enough to show up when someone is searching for something. So that's why you have to be seen as an authority with the bots in order for these for these people who are searching for information related to what you know about to even find you. Right. So repurposing really helps a lot with that. And I'm just telling you right now that if you are podcasting right now and you do not repurpose your content in multiple different ways, then you are leaving so much on the table. And that explains why your podcasting hasn't done much for you if you're not getting the results in the form of increased revenue and attracting qualified buyers. You absolutely have to repurpose. It's not enough to just have an audio podcast and you're talking and yeah, you submit it to the to podcast directories and different things like that. It's, and you're pumping out content week after week after week. Sure. 
but that's not enough. There's so many, you have to add all of the, these five are the main elements and there's more to a strategy than just these five, but these are the five main elements. And you, and each, each individual element has its own framework within that. So, you know what I mean? It's like a system within a system, individual systems within the, the bigger system. And you need to know how to work it. You have to know how to work it. And it's more to what you, it's so much more to it than what you see. It really, truly is. So if you're looking for a strategy, you want to know a methodology that works for increasing revenue by attracting qualified buyers, come to me at buyerattractor.com and let's have a conversation. It doesn't cost you anything to have a conversation. I'm not charging for that. Meet with me. Let's talk and see if we are a good fit to work together. We may not be. Because I'm telling you right now, I do, I do not work with anybody and everyone like back in the day I used to. I'm very selective on who I work with. And you should be selective on who you hire, too. The person needs to know what they're talking about. And you, y'all may not have energy that resonate or whatever. So, you know, me and you may not, it may not even be cool. But you'll never know if we don't talk, if we don't have a conversation, right? But regardless of whether you want to talk to me or not, it's cool. Go to somebody. Find yourself somebody. So that you can learn a strategy that's going to help take your business to a whole nother level when it comes to your podcast, being able to assist with you increasing your revenue and attracting buyers because you got products and services to sell. How long are you going to keep podcasting, podcasting, and then nobody's joining your programs and, you know, you're putting all your time, energy and money into your podcast and nothing's happening. You've got to have a strategy. So go find you a strategy and work it. Thank you for listening to the Buyer Attractor Podcast. When you're ready for guidance on leveraging your podcast to attract more qualified buyers, I'm here for you at buyerattractor.com.